0: Hello, hello. So grateful to join with you. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We're doing something a bit different today. A bit different is I'm taking questions. And uh, before I get into all of that, let me just start us off with a juicy prayer. Yay. So grateful. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's take that breath of love and gratitude together, so grateful and so thankful to allow ourselves a time of healing. We place our hand on our heart. We are opening ourselves to the voice of the higher Holy Spirit self. Our true identity is the mighty I Am Presence. The higher Holy Spirit self is leading us and guiding us in every moment that we are willing and we are willing. We are willing to transform our relationships and have an extraordinary relationship healing. We are grateful and thankful to allow ourselves divine insight, wisdom, and clarity. We are willing to forgive ourselves and set ourselves free. We are willing to forgive our brothers and sisters and set them free as well. We are willing to fulfill our holy purpose. In gratitude, we open ourselves to this time of healing, and we are truly grateful to receive that which we're asking for, release, resolve, and dissolve. We are grateful and thankful to open ourselves to the infinite intelligence, sharing the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. In gratitude, we know it's done. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yay. <laughs> ah, so grateful. My goodness. So, uh in the month of February, what I've been doing for the last bunch of years, this is the 6th year of this broadcast, my course of miracles radio show on Unity online radio. And In February, because of Valentine's Day, I like to focus entirely on relationships. Course in Miracles, as you may well know, tells us that holy relationships and our brothers and sisters, our relationships with other beings, (laughs) are the number one tool we have for our awakening. And so I like to take the whole month of February and focus on relationships. Of course, I do uh, relationship focus throughout the year, but uh, we go all in on in February. So you can look at the archive and you can get lots of relationship shows. I know many people are having all kinds of relationship stuff going on right now. And uh, I decided to do something different. Actually, I decided to follow my guidance, which was to do a call-in or a write-in of your questions. So if you have seen the link at Facebook is principally where we put it or in my daily blog today, you can click on the link. You can join me by phone, by webcast, by Skype. Uh, We've got call in numbers for countries all around the world, and you can also type in your question. And uh, let me say just a couple things about that before I get to some of the questions that have already been written in. Yay, thank you. Uh, Two things are, I do write uh, what I call my daily spiritual espresso. It's a daily blog, so I'm sharing from what I'm learning And I do that seven days a week. And I also record a new prayer each and every day. And uh, I publish that with the Daily Spiritual Espresso. And so I call it, you know, that shot of spiritual espresso that is helping us to wake up. I enjoy writing them very much. We have thousands of people around the world who participate and pray with me by means of the technology, the the pre-recorded prayer. So uh, it's part of my spiritual practice each day to write the inspiration and to record the prayer, which I really enjoy doing. There's no cost to subscribe. You can subscribe at JenniferHadley.com. So I wrote about what I'm doing on the radio show today in today's Spiritual Espresso. And... um, uh, I did post around at Facebook a bit as well with the link to the phone numbers, et cetera. So I will be doing this uh, the whole month of February, and there will be a different link each time if you'd like to listen in, uh, ask a question, et cetera. So the link for today will not work next week. Uh, we'll have a new week link next week. All right. Without further ado, oh, I know, uh, one more thing I'll just share with you is if you like this Q&A format, uh, it's what I do every week in my Sacred Circle. So my Sacred Circle is a weekly spiritual counseling call for one hour where I take anybody's question on any topic. And um, OMG, that is such a powerful group of people and beautiful, beautiful uh, questions, uh, It's dynamic, it's, I love it, so uh, you can always join that, Um, my Jennifer Hadley Sacred Circle, you can find out the details on my events page at jenniferhadley.com, and for all four calls and the opportunity to ask me a question every week, it's only $33, best bargain in the world, I think, (laughs) so, but I'll let you decide, you can just subscribe for one month and see how you like it okay so let's see here we have a question from angela who writes good morning jennifer i asked spirit this morning where to go on your site this morning after the daily prayer and this is it thank you a year ago i took my mom she's 88 to in to live with me quite the journey in desperation for healing i was led to you and now taking the Master for living course so thankful Question, how can I best serve our relationship, Mom and I, because it feels like we're both silently waiting in fear for her passing? Oh, I am so glad you asked me about this, Angela. Absolutely. So let me just take a breath here and tune in. So what I got really strongly is the word celebration, celebrating your mother's life, celebrating the love that you have for each other. Uh, As you may have heard me talk about, because I do talk about it from time to time, um, my mother, back in 2005, got a terminal cancer diagnosis, and... uh, Initially, they said she had a few months to live. I intuitively felt she had a few years to live at least, and she ended up um, indeed having another three years. And um, I, during that time, I made up my mind to release any and all judgments, opinions, criticisms, or conflicts in my mind about my mother. And that was right at the time I began with A Course of Miracles, and uh, that's how I learned to really live A Course of Miracles. It brought me to my knees many, many times. And <clears throat> that's how I, I learned that we can give every problem we have to the Holy Spirit for healing and it it says in that beautiful prayer at the end of chapter 5 on page 90 in uh my copy of the text where it says i must have decided wrongly because i am not at peace so you uh you're you're talking about feeling desperate and waiting in fear so when That's how we feel. What's really going on there is that we are uh, essentially not thinking correctly. And uh, when we're not thinking correctly, we're going to feel upset. That's what I call the divine alarm clock going off. And when we're upset, of course, we're not at peace. So, when you don't feel at peace... It's that opportunity to take a breath and say, well, I must have decided wrongly. My decision must have been incorrect or unloving, uh, fear-based, false. And so I must be looking at things through the lens of the past and making decisions based on my skewed point of view. Hmm, it's 11-11. And... That's why I'm not at peace. It's not because of the circumstances. This is one of the most difficult things for us to learn, and this is really uh, A Course in Miracles 101, that we're never upset for the reason we think. Never, ever, ever. And so any time that we think we're upset because of situations and circumstances, no matter how dire they are, it's really because we have given ego dominion over our mind rather than spirit, and that's why we're upset. So I must have decided wrongly because I am not at peace. I made the decision myself, but I can also decide otherwise. So I'm the one who decided wrongly, and now I can make a new decision. I love that. So so freeing. And I I want to decide otherwise because I want to be at peace. All right? So one thing is to tune into your own desire to be at peace and allow yourself to really desire to be at peace, which is desire means of the Father. Desire is so important for us to understand. Um, you know, our, our mind is the mind of God, and so we must be uh, thinking thoughts aligned with the ego when we're not at peace, and we can change our mind. And we don't even have to understand what to change our mind to. We can really just make that decision to see correctly and rather than see through the lens of the past. So it then says, I do not feel guilty. So not feeling guilty about any decision I've made in the past. Giving up any idea that what I did in the past is real that it has power, that the consequences must be suffered, giving all those ideas up, then we don't feel guilty. Because the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I allow it. I choose to allow it by allowing the Holy Spirit to decide for God, for me. You see, so we have to make a new decision, and the new decision is to give the higher Holy Spirit self the heavy lifting, that's what I call it, of figuring out how to have a healing, resolving the consequences, undoing them all, and bringing everything to peace, to joy, to light, to love. That is exactly what can occur if we are willing. That's all it requires is our willingness. And it literally says right before this paragraph at the end of Chapter 5, it says, the first step in the undoing of the pain, the suffering, the sense of despair is to actively decide otherwise. Be very firm with yourself in this and keep yourself fully aware that the undoing process, which does not come from you, isn't that a relief? So that's the heavy lifting that the Holy Spirit does. The undoing process, which does not come from you, is nevertheless within you because God placed it there. Your part is merely to return your thinking to the point at which the error was made and give it over to the atonement in peace. Now think of this, okay? And this is what true forgiveness is. Think that, oh, okay, I've made an error. I made a wrong decision because I'm not at peace. So you can go back in your mind, and if you can't find it, just ask the Holy Spirit to take you there. And go back in your mind like a time traveler, right? Think of sci fi TV shows where time travelers just are trying to go back to uh, before the event occurred and look at the decision, right? That's what it says. Your part is merely to return your thinking to the point at which the error was made and give it over to the atonement in peace. So give it over for healing in peace. So you go back to the point in your mind when you made the wrong decision that, um, Angela, something is wrong or something is not good. Something is less than perfect. Go back to that point And at that point, because remember, we're Essentially, we're reviewing everything in our mind anyway. That's what A Course in Miracles tells us, that we're simply reviewing everything that's already occurred. And go back in that place in your mind and then say, making a new decision, Holy Spirit, you decide for me. And this is one of the basic practices of A Course in Miracles too. Is In the morning, when you start your day, you decide for me. You decide for me. Saying that to Jesus, to the Holy Spirit, you decide for me. It says, say this to yourself as sincerely as you can, remembering the Holy Spirit will respond fully to your slightest invitation. So you can just have a, uh, uh, you can develop a practice, which is what I've done of just going, okay, Wrong decision, allowing the Holy Spirit, undo all the consequences, please. I am choosing love now. I am choosing peace now. I am love now. I am peace now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for my healing. Simple practice. And you see, this is one of the things that A Course in Miracles tells us in those early lessons that, um, let see... Here, give me one moment. My poor book is so falling apart, completely falling apart. Um, Okay, yeah, lesson 20, which is I am determined to see. In paragraph two, it says here, you want salvation. You want to be happy. You want peace. You do not have them now, Because your mind is totally undisciplined and you cannot distinguish between joy and sorrow, pleasure and pain, love and fear. You are now learning how to tell them apart and great indeed will be your reward. Your decision to see is all that vision requires from paragraph two in lesson 20. Now, you see... Just think about that. You can't tell the difference between pleasure and pain. How crazy is that? You cannot tell the difference between pleasure and pain. And, and when I contemplate this, I go, I get that. I really get that because I remember, in relentlessly engaging in activities, and thoughts, and beliefs where I felt righteous and I felt angry and I felt, oh, I'm so right and they're so wrong and I'm so good and they're so bad and all kinds of things where I thought that my happiness, my pleasure and my joy came from being right. I was so totally convinced of that and I generated so much pain, so much pain in my life experience. And, oh, lordy, lordy, I'm so glad that when I start to feel my mind moving in that direction of cutting off the flow of love and going into opinion and judgment, I start to feel the constriction because I have attuned myself to it. And this is why you're in Masterful Living this year, is you're interested in doing that. And by the way, I'm just going to mention to everybody, today is the last day for enrollment in my year-long Masterful Living course. Um, It won't be open again until next year. So uh, if you would like to live this practical application of A Course in Miracles and break it down like this and transform your life in this way that I'm talking about, come join us in Masterful Living. Today's the last day for enrollment. So, Angela, one other thing that came to me, remember I said celebration was the first word that came into my mind. Now, I had uh, this... Prognosis and diagnosis that the doctor had given to my mother about her um, life, I I didn't put stock in it, but I did say, "This is my wake up call. This is my deadline. I'm gonna I am going to give it to the Holy Spirit for healing." all these thoughts in my mind so that when my mother does make her transition, whenever that is, we are both completely at peace. And I was willing to take total responsibility for the healing of everything by taking responsibility for my mind. And this is one of the most critical uh, lessons I ever learned. And um, I think one of the best summations of this whole Teaching of responsibility is in uh, the section responsibility for sight, and it's section two in chapter twenty one, and it's on my page four forty eight, and it says here in. Uh, um, I'm going to read the, the first two paragraphs here because I I think that they are worth more than they're worth more than anything like gold or diamonds or jewels these these are the the true gems here so, Chapter 21, Section 2, Responsibility for Sight, Paragraph 1. It says, We have repeated how little is asked of you to learn this course. Remember, you can give the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. It is the same small willingness you need to have your whole relationship transformed to joy. This is what you're saying here, Angela. The little gift you offer to the Holy Spirit for which He gives you everything, the very little on which salvation rests the tiny change of mind by which the crucifixion is changed to resurrection. And, being true, it is so simple that it cannot fail to be completely understood. Rejected, yes, but not ambiguous. So we might reject this and say, I don't get that. Eh, I can't support that. No, I'm not going to put my energy into that. But, We can understand it, and that's a good thing. So it says, and if you choose against it now, it will not be because it is obscure, but rather that this little cost seemed in your judgment to be too much to pay for peace. So is there something that you can think or do or choose that's too much to pay for peace? I personally do not think so because I love myself too much to suffer any more. So, then it says this, and what what he's going to give us in just a a moment, this is the only thing that you need do for vision, happiness, release from pain, and the complete escape from sin all to be given you. Say only this, but mean it with no reservations, for here the power of salvation lies. And I'm going to share it with you. And I just want to tell you, this is the thing that totally transformed my life and my relationship with my mother. We had such an amazing and beautiful healing. So here it is. I am responsible for what I see. I choose the feelings I experience and I decide upon the goal I would achieve. And everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for and receive as I have asked deceive yourself no longer that you are helpless in the face of what is done to you acknowledge but that you have been mistaken and all effects of your mistakes will disappear you know i learned uh before i started studying of course in miracles i learned that this was one of the most effective tools i had in all my relationships was simply to be able to say you know what i made an error i was looking at this incorrectly and i am sorry for that I'm sorry that what i did created a disturbance in your life and my life and i can see now that that was not a loving choice i see i see, i've learned from my experience and um and i ask for your compassion and uh, i could say that in various ways to my loved ones to uh my coworkers and generally people would go Wow, Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, wow, sure, Let's, uh, let's move on from here. And just like it says here, all effects of your mistakes will disappear. Because all the effects of our mistakes are not real anyway. Let's not make them real. I'm responsible for what I see, and everything is just as I wish it to be. That's my little shorthand poem. That I would say to myself, uh, uh, and uh, whenever I'd see something that I didn't like in the world, I'm responsible for what I see, and everything is just as I wish it would be. So if you look at anything in your life that you don't like, like you're talking about here, Angela, somehow, some way, and you don't have to uncover it, but somehow, some way, you made a decision, you made a choice to go down this road as a kind of experiment in feeling, in thinking, in, in making things, making your experience. And now, since you're the decider, you can decide upon a new goal. And the new goal is joy and freedom and love. And one last thing I'll share with you, Angela, that my mother and I did was we really started to celebrate her life in different ways. So we went through her things, and we decided who they would go to. Now, my mother was in hospice, so she was actively dying. But we started thinking about those things. Well, who would you like to have this? when you pass on and that for so many people can be a happy thought oh yes i'd like for so-and-so to have the enjoyment of this beautiful thing and um... one thing you can do is you can start writing down happy memories if she has grandchildren or nieces and nephews and people like that they can write down happy memories you can collect them all in a beautiful box and when she's feeling low she can take them out or you can take them out and read one um you can i one of the things i did was i took i digitized um you know a couple hundred photos uh and i put them in a digital frame that uh by her bed and she could look at it you know it was there all the time going with rotating with hundreds of pictures of happy times and she could see all these people who loved her and remember the happy times we had how beautiful is that so those those are some thoughts for you, Angela, and God bless you and your mom it's time for me to take a break uh, just a reminder again if you're interested in mass for living today's the last day. Check it out at jenniferhadley.com. You can see um, right there on the homepage, Masterful Living, my year-long course for really living A Course in Miracles. And you're listening to A Course in Miracles right now on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I will be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're talking about relationships Uh, This is my theme of the month. Uh, I do it every February. February is the only month that I have a theme. And uh, since relationships are our number one tool in healing our mind, I like to put a lot of focus on it throughout the year, but um, we go full on in February. So again, uh, we have an archive, Uh, I think more than 270 episodes now because we're in our sixth year lordy of doing the broadcast every week and uh mm, 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 mm. and so um what i encourage you to do if you'd like more relationship help very easy to search and see all the episodes that are on relationship and i know a lot of people listen to the show from uh countries where English is not the first language. And uh, I'd like you to know that we are transcribing the, the episodes. And so you can find those transcriptions which are really financed by donations, uh, completely financed by donations, as is the radio broadcast itself. Uh, We are listener-sponsored radio, and people asked for the transcripts, so we are transcribing. I think we maybe have 70 or 80 episodes transcribed so far, so we're well on our way, Uh, thanks to all the support and love from the community. And... uh, Actually, you know, uh, I'll, I'll just—it just popped into my mind to ask for volunteers for proofreading. If you would like to volunteer to proofread uh, transcripts, you can write to. Admin, A D M I N, at Jennifer Hadley.com. Admin at Jennifer Hadley.com. And uh, you can also always send a request for a topic to that email address as well. I pretty much follow the, the um, guidance I get from the Holy Spirit, but you never know how the Holy Spirit will speak through somebody. Um, and so uh, you can find all those transcribed episodes at livingacourseofmiracles.com on the resources page. livingacourseofmiracles.com on the resources page. And we, we have a number of wonderful resources. So we also have the ACIM app, Course of Miracles app. It's called A Course of Miracles Complete with Deluxe Features. Totally free for you at the App Store, at um, iTunes apple app store and we are in the process we're beta testing the android version if you go to acimapp.com acimapp.com you can volunteer to test the android and we'd love to have you do that so um thank you for your willingness it takes a village you know, to offer free stuff. It takes a village uh, because things can be very expensive. And um, uh, so your help is much appreciated. Okay, back to our relationship questions. So uh, you can call in... Uh, If you see the link on my blog page today or around on Facebook, you can call in. And uh, we have, uh, and I'll have the fresh link, fresh and juicy for you next Tuesday in my daily blog and around at Facebook. Um, And uh, someone else who has written in uh, is Kelly, who writes in, my question is around feeling sexually enough, sexually worthy to keep your partner interested. When people's egos seem to be running their sex life, it seems that the ego runs a lot of people's sex lives. And faithfulness is going out the door. Would love to hear more about sacred sexuality and sensuality. Can one person in the relationship turn it over to the spirit and the relationship heal? Would love to hear this around Valentine's Day? Well, um, yes, we're a week away from Valentine's Day, and uh, uh, this is an excellent question, because the whole idea of being sexually worthy, sexual enough, even beautiful, uh, all of these questions arise from the ego, and they really uh, are not part of our Thoughts that we think with God, they are thoughts that we think with ego. So, when we have a belief, whatever it is, I'm better than everybody else, I'm less than everybody else, I'm better than some, but less than some, whenever we have these kinds of separation thoughts, they cause us pain, unequivocally. So, we can just give them to the Holy Spirit, that's number one give any thought you don't like to the Holy Spirit for healing, don't figure out how to have a healing that's wasted energy. The Holy Spirit can do all the heavy lifting uh, if you choose it. So, uh, the invitation is to partner with the Holy Spirit to release every thought that is not worthy of your perfection and your wholeness. Now, uh, this is the journey that we're on. So everything that comes up like this that bothers you, everything that irritates you, disturbs your peace, is an opportunity for you to have extraordinary healing. And uh, it's not... Something to push away, but isn't that what the ego mind tends to do? It tends to go, Ugh, I don't want to think about that. Let me have some cake instead." Or the ego says, "Oh, i don't want to think about that. i 'm going to go work out instead. And one of the things I realized a couple of years ago was o m g my whole workout regimen and everything that I'm doing in in terms of staying fit, a lot of it really is coming from judgment that I better do this, I should do this, if I don't do this. And so I was motivating myself to stay fit and to exercise from the ego. I was motivating myself to watch what I was eating from the ego what I realized was is none of that is of importance to the spirit. So we start to look at why are we thinking what we're thinking? Why are we eating what we're eating? Why are we doing what we're doing? Just looking for the motivation. Is the motivation love or fear? I know so many people who won't eat this or won't eat that um, because of fear. Or they have to eat this or have to eat that because of fear. I even remember one time I was talking with a friend and we were looking to make a plan to uh, go do something together, just like have dinner, have some quality time, and talk together. And at that time, uh, one of the free nights I had because of my class schedule was uh, a, a Wednesday night. And my friend said, oh, I go to church on Wednesday nights. And I said, yeah i I know um and um can you skip one week? I mean, and we could do something No, no, I can't skip a week and i I thought, hmm that's interesting that that seems like ego to me that there's some rigidity there that something's gonna happen if you skip a week that somehow being at church is more spiritual than being with someone who loves you. And um, so it's just interesting how the mind makes, uh, the ego makes meaning of things. And we think that they're really true. So what makes somebody really attractive and sexy to another human being? It's always going to be different for each person, isn't it? Because some people, uh, certainly people have different preferences and body types. Some people are really attracted to people who resemble their parent of the opposite sex or their parent of the same sex. Um, some people are repulsed by someone who looks like their parent. Uh, these are so individual because it's the ego coming into play here and dancing uh, its way around our lives uh, in a, a really ugly, hideous dance. So starting to really look at how do you feel when you feel sexy? Do you ever feel sexy? And what does that sexiness feel like? So for me... I can honestly say that um, I know that uh, I've I've watched my own sexual fantasies change over the years um, from being sexual fantasies of uh, a person who feels unworthy, a a person who feels bad and wrong, and um, to a person who feels really worthy and so we can shift our mind to feel really really worthy of our partner's love, adoration, admiration and affection and One person can look at one person's body and be totally repulsed, and it doesn't matter whether they're tall or short, fat or thin, you know, body parts, big or small, has nothing to do with that. It has only to do with our interpretation and our meaning that we're making of it, or are we seeing that person's essence? So, here's the thing is... You say here, sexually worthy to keep your partner interested when people's egos seem to be running their sex life. Yeah, a lot of people, their ego is running their sex life. And so is your ego running your sex life? So what inspires you to to feel sensual, to feel loving, to want to reach out and touch and cuddle and be intimate with someone. Um, many people think that they can be disrespectful and unkind and hurtful and cruel. It's 1144, interesting. Um, and they think that that person's still going to want to have sex with them. And you know what? They will if they don't feel good about themselves. They will, but someone who does feel good about themselves would not be interested or find it sexy at all, no matter what the physique is, to have sex with someone who's disrespectful and unkind and unloving. And people who are disrespectful and unkind and unloving, they're that way towards their self first and foremost and then they project it out onto the world. They feel so badly about themselves they have a need to dominate other people and boss them and push them around and disrespect them. People who hate themselves will often seem to be unkind and cruel to others. It's projected out into the world. So one thing for you would be to engage in sacred sensuality with yourself. So consider when you bathe, how do you bathe your body? Do you bathe it in a recognition of your body's preciousness? Do you use um, soaps and washcloths and towels and scents and lotions and potions and things that feel delightful and yummy and that are delightful to your senses. You know, for me, I like to make my own lotions, my own scents, and combine different essential oils and um all different kinds of things, to create my own things. It's part of my delight in loving myself and taking good care of my body and being grateful for it because it allows me to experience this world and I used to hate this world but now I love it and I love being a part of it I love being able to interact with people and I enjoy the sensual side of life so another great and simple way to experience sacred sensuality is really paying attention to the food that you're eating and the taste of it and why are you eating what you're eating Uh, another thing is to pay attention to um, the things that you put on your body are those clothes really comfortable do you like the way the fabric feels do you like the way it moves when you walk does it does it do something for you how do you really feel in your clothes. So, do you wear clothes that actually don't look good on you? Because many people do. I used to wear clothes... I used to wear a lot of black. I've come to think that there's not one person I've ever met that looks better in black than other colors. So, I just eliminated... uh, I think I have some... one or two black workout pants. You know, black boots or something. But, basically... Uh no, uh, to me black looks great on people's skin, but uh even I just don't know anyone who looks better in black than a different color. And so uh, what colors are you wearing? Uh, do they compliment you? Do they really look gorgeous on you? What are the fabrics? All of these ways to incorporate sensuality. So the more that you love yourself, that's actually being faithful to yourself, to your being. And your faithfulness to yourself is going to demonstrate in your life. It really is. So where do you not have faithfulness to yourself? Do you make promises to yourself that you don't keep? Do you make decisions about how you're going to treat yourself and your body and then you don't keep them? When you... Wash yourself, like I was saying, when you um, touch yourself, do you do it with kindness? Uh, one of the things I notice is I often put my hand on my heart. And then I learned from the heart mass people that putting your hand on your heart and centering into your heart uh, will, um, what do you call it, boost your immune system. And so, and for six hours. It'll boost your immune system. Just going into your heart, becoming balanced, uh, you could pray. These things will really boost your immune system. So, allowing yourself these breaks to connect in with spirit, that's part of living a life where everything is sacred. When you go outside, do you acknowledge the plants and the beauty of nature. Do you talk to the trees? To me, this is part of my sensual experience. Um, I'm right now. I'm living with my brother and his family, and they have a dog. And um, I, I, I. Several times throughout the day, I go over to the dog, and I greet the dog, and I, I connect with her to see if she would like to be petted and I pet her in a very sensual way Um, sensuality and sexuality are not exactly the same thing so we experience sensuality through our five physical senses and uh, then of course we have our sixth sense which is our spirituality and we can combine them we can combine them so eating food that really tastes Delicious to us. And sometimes that means going an extra mile, squeeze of lemon, right? Not so much salt, um, not so much sugar, really it making adjustments and discovering what we like. That's discovering the sensual aspects of life. And so, what in my experience is, is that the world treats us as a reflection of how we treat ourselves. If you are not faithful to yourself, to your spirit self, to the higher Holy Spirit self, to the agreements that you make with yourself, can you see that perhaps you're experiencing the world mirroring it back to you? Now here's the thing about the mirror, is people ask about this all the time. Can you explain mirroring, Jennifer? Is this a mirror? Is this person mirroring me? So let's say I see someone in my life who doesn't like me and is disrespectful to me. If I experience that as a cry for love, oh compassion. Here's someone that doesn't love themselves, so they're treating me like they treat themselves. I can have compassion for that. That's a cry for love. It's not a mirror. But if someone is disrespectful and unkind to me and it bothers me and it upsets me, then it's my mirror. That's how we know whether it's a mirror or a cry for love. So it feels to me, Kelly, like maybe what's happening here is life is mirroring you. you when you change your mind, the whole world has to change. As it says in A Course of Miracles, uh, there are no private thoughts. And your thoughts are where everything begins. It's the decisions that you make. I must have decided wrongly because I am not at peace. So begin your day saying to the Holy Spirit, you decide for me. You decide how to teach me to have awakened sexuality and sensuality. And begin to think of it not as something that's just related to engaging in the sex act, but that your whole life is a sensual experience that's sacred and spiritual. And that can be a really fun adventure. And, you know, maybe in the beginning your partner doesn't want to join you in that, but you can go on that adventure And do things like saying, oh, look, I got these three foods and they have totally different textures and tastes. And let's an experiment and just taste them and see, you know, how do they really feel to us, you know. Or maybe you could do something like that. Like, let's really, let's have ice cream, but let's savor every single bite of it. And let's combine these flavors, right, and see, oh, wow, this sweet ice cream with these salty nuts, wow, that's an adventure right there, finding ways to experience the sensuality. All right. It's about time for me to close up. Thank you for Kelly and Angela for your beautiful questions. And uh, I'll invite people again next week to share some questions. You can call in or you can write in as Kelly and Angela did. And you can Skype in all kinds of free ways to, to join me and ask your questions. It's Relationship Month. If you would like to support this uh, radio show and the things that we're doing. You can make a contribution to powerofloveministry.net. You can also make a contribution through the donate uh, button at jenniferhadley.com or livingacourseofmiracles.com. And, uh, oh, by the way, I am having a retreat, and I'll be announcing that tomorrow. I'm having a retreat in the middle of March in the New York area. I'm calling it a Masterful Living Retreat. We're going to work on the basic principles of Masterful Living And have some deep healing and transformation over a long weekend in the middle of March to set us up for spring. We're going to do our spring cleaning right before spring begins. Yes, clearing the mental and emotional clutter. So let's take that breath of love and gratitude, so grateful and so thankful for the love of God that's revealing itself in our heart, in our mind, so grateful and so thankful that we're already free and we're already as holy as holy can be. We're opening ourselves to holy relationships all the time, 100% holy relationships. In gratitude, we let it be. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone We know it's done, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you, everybody. I love you. Have a great rest of your week.